welcome to the Period Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Donovan, registered dietitian and period recovery expert who has been where you currently are. This is the podcast to listen to if you want your period back month after month or if you want to restore your fertility and feel more relaxed around food and exercise. Consider this your safe space that will take the guests and the stress out of period recovery and bring you the information inspiration, tools, stories, and empowerment that are key in getting your period back month after month. Get ready to be inspired, get ready to get your period back, and get ready to get your life back. Come on, let's dive in. Oh, and real quick, before we get to the show, I want to personally invite you to apply now to the Eat to Regain Your Period group coaching or the Eat to Maintain Your Period group coaching. These two programs will help you take the guess and stress out of period recovery or period maintenance. These are the go-to programs to get your period back twice as quick as doing period recovery alone, restore your fertility, and if you've already got your period back, help you maintain your period for life. If you're listening to this podcast, it tells me you connect to one of these groups. Once in the program, you get a personalized structured plan with food and exercise recommendations to get your period back, restore your fertility, and maintain it for life. To learn more and apply for the next group coaching program, head over to periodnutrition.com backslash programs dash overview. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that often comes up in my audience, in my groups, pretty much everywhere when you are trying to recover your period. So many times, if not all times, we feel uncomfortable eating more. But why? Well, there's a million different reasons. And I'm not going to get into the why of why we feel uncomfortable because we might each have our own individual reason But what I really want to talk about is starting to feel more comfortable with eating more than you think you should. So first off, what you think you need and what your body actually needs are two very, very different things. So we may have in our mind, well... I have already started eating more, I'm breaking food rules, I'm exercising less, or maybe completely cut out exercise. Maybe we have even gained weight, right? And we're just like, no, like we can't possibly be missing anything else. And I'm here to tell you that you're doing an amazing job by eating more and resting more. But yes, there is a but. What you think you need and what your body needs are two very, very different things. So though you've made progress, it is very important that you come to terms with what's in our head may not be exactly what our body needs. And you might be saying, well, how do I determine that? So we'll talk about how to determine that or some tips to determine that. But I do want to get into kind of like the why behind why you need to eat more than you think you need to. So let's start here. Let's think about how long we have been in this place of, I don't want to say dieting, but controlling our food, controlling our exercise, or just trying to be our healthiest self. Just think, 
think when it first started. I can tell you for me, it first started back probably in high school. That's where it started. And I was dieting for my prom. It was my first diet I went on and started to exercise. And then I started to get the compliments. And I'm not going to take you through my whole whole story. I think that's in episode one. But that's where it started. So let's just say I was 18 and we'll just use in context 10 years. We'll say 28 is when I started addressing things. 10 years. 10 years of not eating enough for my body, not resting enough for my body. And maybe for you, it wasn't that long. Maybe it was just only a couple years. Maybe it was a, a one year, or maybe you're not even really sure when it started for you. So regardless of time frame, we have to think about our overall energy availability. So what do I mean by that? All right, I'm going to use this metaphor that I, I use with my clients, and I hope you can follow me. So let's think of our bodies, even though they don't work this way, our bodies as a bank, okay? So we start out with, we'll just say, $100,000 in the bank. And so we have $100,000 in the bank, but we also need to account for our daily budget, which we can say is our, um, if you want to call it your energy needs, your caloric needs. We have a budget of, we'll just say, $1,000 every day. Okay. So we're withdrawing $1,000 from that bank account. But wait a minute, we're actually budgeting or we're not really following a budget because we're expending more um, than we we have in the bank after a while. But we have $1,000, our daily budget, right? And now let's add in our activities of daily living, such as going to work, going to school, taking the dog for a walk, and you know things that we just have to do each day. And then let's take into account the additional exercise that we're doing. Okay, so we'll just say we're spending another $1,000 by exercising and then another $500 by our activities of daily living. Okay, so we'll just say it's an overall amount of spending uh, $2,500. And so when we are trying to eat or put money into the bank to pay for our daily budget and to pay for our activities of daily living and to pay for our exercise, we were only coming up with $1,000, right? So over time, we are taking more out of the bank than we are either equaling out or putting back in. So if you think about that, if we have done that for 10 years, your bank account is in the negative, right? So think of this like your body, you are pulling fuel, calories from it to, you know, go to school, go to work, exercise, digestion, all the things that we we have our a daily budget for because you are actually burning fuel aka calories when you're breathing, when you're sleeping, when you're digesting. So that's that's like your your daily budget, okay? 
we're in a negative bank account or a um, low energy availability for the body. Now we're like, okay, this is the problem. I have no period. I need to eat more and exercise less. So you're like, okay, well, maybe not that easy, but you're like, okay, I can do this. Um, I'm eating more, I'm resting more, I'm breaking food rules, but n- not remembering that you're in this this deficit, okay? So, and we'll just say your deficit was a million dollars. And so you have to not only make money or eat enough food for to put money back into the bank to get yourself out of that negative energy balance or negative bank account balance. But in addition, you still have that that daily budget or that daily caloric expenditure. You still are doing some form of exercise and you still are doing your activities of daily living. And then you're also trying to put money into savings or to put fuel back into your energy deficit. So it's going to require likely a lot more food than you feel comfortable with. And why is that? Well, there's a million different reasons. We've been thinking a certain way about food, about nutrition, about our bodies, about exercise for many years. And for us to just change that mindset of like, okay, I just need to eat more and, you know, go against all that I've learned in the past decade. Oh, much easier said than done, my friends. Um, And I too struggled with this. As a dietitian, many, many years ago when I struggled with HA, I'm like, no, like I'm eating way more than I used to. I'm resting more. Like I, I can't possibly do anything else. And what was really there is, well, I didn't have the knowledge like I'm sharing with you now. And I still feared the heck out of gaining weight. I feared the heck out of people wondering why Cynthia gained weight, why Cynthia wasn't going to the gym anymore. I struggled with who the heck am I if I'm not the fit dietitian that everybody comes to for nutrition information, the girl in the gym, that's one of the top CrossFit athletes. Um, you know, who am I? So, you know, I was struggling with an identity thing there too. So, you know, I'm hoping that me sharing the very general science behind it with my little metaphor about the bank that that helps you. And again, we, I don't want to say we have no idea what our body needs. We do, but to a certain context, to a certain context. And that all comes down to our comfort levels of what is the fear that is stopping us or holding us back from eating differently or more or resting differently or more. So that's the kicker. That's where the kicker comes in. And the tips on that is checking in with your fear. What am I afraid of? And so I'm just going to use weight gain as an example because it's a common thing. So I'm afraid of weight gain. Okay. Well, why are you afraid of weight gain? I'm afraid of weight gain because... I am going to feel uncomfortable in my body and I'm afraid of what other people are going to think of me. Totally get that. I was there too. So my next question is to you, what is your why for period recovery? Why do you want to get your period back? Just to bleed every month? Or is it for fertility reasons? Is it for health reasons? Is it to feel like a woman again? Is it to feel in tune with your body? Is it to 
work on getting your period back so your estrogen levels increase and you come out of osteopenia or osteoporosis. So what is your why? Or is it, is it, is your why even deeper than health? Is it your overall life that you don't want to be controlled by food anymore, by dieting, by exercise, by your body? So checking in with your why is really important. And then thinking about, you know, what does this exactly mean? So I gain weight, I feel uncomfortable in my body. Is it my body that I'm feeling uncomfortable with or is it something much deeper like that human connection where, oh my gosh, because you you maybe just said, well, I don't know what other people are going to think of me. So is it that human connection? Because we all want to feel connected to others. And for a lot of times, we have been connected in kind of a superficial way of people complimenting on how disciplined, how hardworking you are, or, you know, how healthy you look or how thin you are. So, you know, I get that connection piece, but what do you, at the end of the day, if this is going to sound a little bit morbid, but it's, it's serious. At the end of the day, what do you want? If this was your last day on earth, what do you want people to remember you for? Bye. Is it, oh, Cynthia, the fit dietitian, or Cynthia, the person who would, you know, be there in uh, a moment's notice because her friend is upset, um, providing empathy, prote- uh, providing connection. Do you want to be viewed as something external or do you want to be viewed and remembered by something internal, the person that you truly are. A way you can determine this, and you know, you might say, well, I haven't even really thought about who I am on the inside, because I could tell you at one point I didn't. I was just worried about being that fit girl, um, that disciplined girl, the girl who worked, you know, three jobs, and oh gosh, you know, I was type A to your to the fullest degree. And so that's all I thought of. And so I challenge you to take a look at your core beliefs of who you are as a person, what is most meaningful to you. So if you just pop in Google core beliefs, um, you'll probably see a bunch of things come up. And uh, some of the core beliefs would be, you know, empathy, connection, love, um, understanding. So there's a ton of different ones. And you might want to, you know, think about what what do I want to be remembered by or what is most meaningful in my life? So those are some some tips to connect the the components of, all right, I don't exactly know what my body needs, but I know it's likely more than I think it needs. So using those, you know, types of exercises to dig down deeper into your fears a little bit. But also and above all else, um, it's really hard to do this work yourself. Really hard. And if I could go back during my journey, oh my gosh, I would have loved to have had a coach or some type of support group. I mean, at the time, there wasn't even a book, No Period Now What, by Dr. Nicola Sykes, or also known as now, or formerly known as Dr. Nicola Rinaldi. Um, so there's none of that out there. So getting the support and having that that external person look and say like this is what's missing for you in addition to working on the fears behind it i mean you're just going to fast track period recovery 
I wanted to also share, you know, a little bit about mental hunger. So you might be eating a lot more and you might say, well, my belly doesn't seem hungry, but I'm constantly thinking of food. So that is your amazing body's ability to get you the proper nutrition or the proper money to put back in the bank account, right? And to to build that reserve back up. And I'm not talking just a reserve of um, having extra body fat, which is definitely helpful in period recovery. But you have to think about not only that reserve that's in there, that, that reserve is going towards a million different things in your body, to cellular repair, to digestion repair, to all the things, all the things. And so remembering that not only are you building up this this savings fund again, um, but your body also needs to spend that on repairs as well. So, you know, there's much more that has been done aside from just your sex hormones going, going dormant, you know, your hair, your skin, your nails, your digestion, cellular function, organ function, and so forth. The list goes on and on. So thinking about it that way, when your body is just that intelligent, that it's not even making your belly, you know, grumble or growl, that it's just making you hyper-focused on food. And you may think, well, oh my gosh, I'm already eating all of this, which can trigger so much fear. But at the same time, if you can learn to trust your body to know that if I'm thinking of food, I'm not just like being obsessed with food or just um, maybe feeling out of control with food, but it's that my body actually knows that I need more, that I need more. And the best thing you can do when you are just merely thinking of food, but your belly maybe not be may not be grumbling or or growling to eat, to just eat but not just eat anything. Don't go to the fridge and get some carrots and hummus. Get, you know, a sandwich or peanut butter with fruit, something that is going to have some carbohydrates, some fat source, um, and a little bit of protein. So in your body also, it's just so smart that I would tell you majority of my clients tell me that when they are experiencing this, um, mental hunger, which FYI, again, is real hunger. It's your body is just so freaking smart that it is, you know, allowing your brain to focus on the food to get you nourished and build build back that reserve. So your body really thinks about how to prioritize the energy too. So many of my clients will tell me that they, when they have this mental hunger, it just happens to be carbs and fat, not like grilled chicken or vegetables. So, you know, that's another way to show you that your body is so, so smart. And for so long, we've remained disconnected to it. And that if you can listen to it, just as if you have to go to the bathroom, that you're thinking of food or your stomach is actually growling to eat is just going to be an amazing way to connect you back to your body and for your body to trust you and to know that there's ample food available so that you can start getting signs and symptoms of your period returning. Again, nutrient density, your body will a lot of times 
send you to the most nutrient dense stuff, but there's also many other times where we are still saying how much we love vegetables and we're really overriding that um, our ability, our body's ability to get the nutrient dense foods. So that's why it's really important that you are focusing on carbohydrates and fats and some protein in your meals and snacks because that is going to put money back into the reserve, back into the bank, a lot more efficient. And you can think of it like uh, maybe comparing exchange rates, right? So maybe one country has the dollar is equal to half of that of the countries. So think of, you know, carbohydrates uh, versus like lean protein. You want to focus on those carbs um, and fats. So you're just getting a lot more bang for your buck. Um, so I really hope, you know, that that makes sense. And in addition to this, I want to say that, you know, we come to this place where we're starting to eat more and we're like, oh my gosh, like, I need to exercise more. And remember, this is old thought, old mentality that we have to earn or burn our food. That is not going to put energy or money back into the bank. It is going to continue to pull money from the bank or energy from your body and thus extending the amount of time it's going to take to recover. And also, it could completely delay recovery in general, depending on how much you're eating and how much you're resting. Uh, so lastly, and not least, this feeling, this whatever you're going through right now is not going to last forever. We have in our heads, and I know I had this, and I know so many of my clients had it, that we think this, however we're feeling right now, is just going to last forever. And it's not. I promise you, it is not going to last forever. Now, you can make it last forever if you stay stuck, right? So staying stuck in this crappy you know, place of constantly thinking about what you're eating, what you're not eating, how you're exercising, your body, all the things that's taking up so much more mental space, that's going to keep you stuck. And you might say, well, that feels safer to me. I get that. It is a safe space, but it's a safe space that is almost, I don't want to say lying to you, but there's, it's a, it's a very false, falsified safe space because within that safe space, you're giving up so much. The ability to be present, the ability to just go out on a whim, go out with your girlfriends, date nights, um, birthday parties. I mean, just think of all the times you had thought you had to earn or burn or restrict or whatever for an event. It's it's no way to live. And then you have the other hard part, the hard part that feels unsafe, right? But this is the unsafe part where the growth and the change happens and gets you to that end result of what you desire, which is a period. So remember, this is not going to last forever. You have a choice. And above all else, get the support that you need. And that may look different for each and every one of you. And I always have to say, you know, going backwards in this is not an option if you want to have a life in a period. <clears throat> And so I invite you guys, 
if this is something you've been struggling with for a long time, I invite you to apply for my group coaching program and where I have a proven period recovery method that takes you through a three-point framework, what I like to call the eat to regain your period method, where we focus on what it is you need to eat, bridging that gap between what your body needs or excuse me, what you think your body needs and what your body actually needs. And we determine how often you're eating, what you're eating, and the fears that are are lying behind that. And then as far as exercise goes, are you exercising appropriately in period recovery? I am a fan of doing some movement during period recovery. Um, It's just that we need to be careful of what movement, how often, the intensity, the frequency, the duration. So Step two in my period recovery framework is figuring out the right recipe for exercise for you. And then number three is really tying it all together. What are these behaviors that led you to a missing period in the first place? The food fears, the body fears, the identity piece of what if I, you know, gain all this weight. So all those underlying fears that we tie that all together in such a supportive place to really, really make you feel comfortable, confident, and take the stress and the gas out of period recovery. So I hope you found this episode helpful and my DMs on Instagram are always open. And of course, above all else, this is a topic that many, many don't know about. So please, you can save this episode, download it, share it so we can spread awareness together. Hi guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to think and reflect on how this could be helpful in your period recovery journey. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Period Recovery Podcast. We know there are a lot of pods out there, and I'm so excited and grateful you are here listening with me. If you need more support on your period recovery journey, schedule a time to chat with me on my website, periodnutritionist.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please help me spread awareness on missing periods by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing this podcast with others. Are you ready to get your period back and your life back? I'll see you in two weeks.